Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we encourage you to support the stuff that you do enjoy, whether we like it or not. Buy a record, see a band, buy a t-shirt, support a band that you like in whatever way you see fit. Our opinions are immaterial. We just talk about the stuff that we're listening to. If you take that to heart, that's on you, not on us. Format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. That's all there is to it. If you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. And if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, I feel like I do this one once a month, but sorry if it sounds like someone's pissing perpetually in the background, but the, the fish tank's... I gotta, I gotta refresh the, the water. The fish man. tank's a little low, but you can definitely hear it when it's bubbling back it's there. Okay. So just just so you know, that's what the ambient noise is in the background. That's you, how you know it's real. Like we said it last night. That's, that's how, how you know that's it's how real. You know it's, and that's, that's how you know it's and fucking that's real. And that's what I want. You know what I mean? That's right. what I want out of my media. I want to know it's two fucking morons. That's right. <laughs> I want to know it's real. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you got anything this week? Because I just have something really, really brief, a, a little positive shout-out, kind of like, hey, this is cool kind of thing. And that's all. That's really all I got, topically. Uh, I'm, I'm rounding third on, uh, I'm in the third season of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. It's fucking wild. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard, man. So here's the thing. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't read obviously like <laughs> there's no spoilers here. The rest, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one sure. even cares. Right, who gives a fuck? Right. Yeah. Catherine dies. Right, sure. Yes. Right? She leaves the show. Yes. She leaves the show because according to Wikipedia, Linda Hamilton announced it was her decision to leave the series as she was pregnant at the time. Right. And you know, it was a decision that, along with the network's desire to attract more male viewers, would have serious repercussions for the show's <laughs> continued survival. No doubt. Yeah. Like, right, yeah. Hey, let's just erase the entire premise for the show. That's because that's the thing, man, is like, that is the foundational story component of the show, <laughs> right. is the relationship between... The two characters. I know. Because Catherine and Vincent. Right? I know. So, And some network exec was like, did you know dudes don't like this show? <laughs> right. In, in, know, his, in his know, wisdom. Yeah. What can we do to get dudes to watch this show? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. And they figured it out. Yeah. They And so what I have read, because I haven't really read anything beyond just like major story beats or whatever, I've read that they returned to a more violent oh so so the last series at least the intro because it's new intro too right yeah the last season looks like it's gonna be a revenge action series okay sick dude like it's lots of shots of like the intro is a montage of vincent jumping through walls right and like running down corridors cool and talking about his pursuit of of closure and vengeance right yeah 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 so they just decided to like (laughs) yeah yo i don't think any dudes are watching this show right Probably lots of fucking women. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. We're, <laughs> we're doing a hard fucking pivot here. <laughs> we're just going to get, we're just going to kill the entire premise for the show. So I actually got good Beauty and the Beast news relating to my, oh, cool. v, my VHS journey yeah. because I had expressed doubts and apprehension about the, the idea that maybe seasons two and three never even made it onto VHS. But I actually got a message from a listener of the show today that said, hey, what? episodes do you have on tape 
because somebody in one of the VHS groups that I'm in is selling like three tapes for two bucks a pop. Oh, yeah. And I said, I got one through nine. And he said, well, that's unfortunate because two of them are like the first two episodes. But the third one that he's selling is the first episode of season three. Yeah. So they're they're out there. So the first episode is at least as it is on, um, you know. Yeah. Fucking YouTube. Sure. Is an hour and a half. Oh no shit! Yeah, because okay. it's, it's two episodes jammed together. Right, right, sure. Yeah, it's the it's the it's the giant size season premiere. Uh huh. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I might I might pull the trigger on that one yeah. just to have it. You just know? to have it, sit on it, and then yeah. when you get to it, yeah, for sure. You know, but like, yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I feel reassured now that seasons two and three are out there. Yeah, they're they just out there. seem. Uh, they seem very elusive. It's a little bit of a relief. Yeah, it is a relief. Right? I could sleep a little easier yeah. at night. I've been, you know, I've been having trouble sleeping the last week or so, and I feel like tonight. I'm going to sleep a lot more soundly. I'm going to be able to close my eyes having just a little bit of reassurance. Also knowing that the network execs in 1989 decided to make the show for dudes. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> wow. I got that to look forward and to. And here's the thing, too. Yeah. I feel like all they have to do mm. is have separate marketing campaigns, but the exact same show. Oh, absolutely, dude. Right. For sure. Because both of the elements are present there from Jump. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but like they could make it like, on the one hand, like... It's this like romantic thing mm-hmm. for that audience, right? And then on the other hand, look how goofy this shit is. Sure, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because you could just capture you could capture guys like us and just normal middle aged ladies. Which they did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like in the '90s, like you could have easily just split your marketing efforts exact and, <laughs> and and advertising the exact same show in two very different ways yeah you know as if, as if they wouldn't cross paths right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's not a bad idea man i like this idea for media in general that's right you know what i mean so i, we, I was watching episode three of the, of the third season just before we started recording yeah while I was eating dinner, and I was sitting there laughing like to myself, silently thinking about this, like just spin the advertising so so that anybody's take right is like addressed and gratified. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> right, yeah. I can't believe nobody's thought of this before. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. You see those like for a while. It's, it's been a few years since this style of media was popular, but there was those like. Um, like edited trailers yeah. that would make like movies like they made like the Fast and the Furious look like a gay love story right, right, and right, shit right. like that right just do that for real right in mass right. for all new media right right <laughs> so everything is like a gritty realistic take on the superhero genre it's also a gay love story it's also uh, it's also a whimsical fantasy right it's right? also ironic corny bullshit exactly right so you just approach it from every angle. Some might argue that that confuses the marketing campaign. I would say you're just broadening the spectrum. I would say... You're clicking early today, brother. (laughs) You're clicking early. I would say... (laughs) Yeah, I am. (laughs) Uh, I would say that in today's targeted marketing... Yeah. You could send it straight to fucking people's algorithms, man. That's that's and they never could. even know. That's that's actually probably exactly right. Is that you wouldn't even have to do this on like in television media campaigns or whatever. You could focus based on the demographics of who is watching where, and then on social media and whatnot. Yeah, you just send that shit. Like that's just a sponsored ad in my feed now. Yeah. Right. Oh wow, actually, this new Marvel film looks kind of cool. Yeah. Wow. Who who would have imagined? Right. I thought all these things sucked. Yeah. 
looks like this one's going to be cool. It looks like a trauma film. Right. Wow. Weird. Right. You know. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. This is why you. This is why guys like you should be up at the top. That's you why know? I should be in charge. Yeah, for sure. But they're never going to let that happen because the your ideas are too good. I'm going to have to take it. You're going to have to take it. I'm yeah. just going to have to take That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. Like all the greats. Yeah. Uh, like the Vince McMahon's of the world. <laughs> have you read any of this text? All I know is he shit on a woman's head while having a th while. Yeah. I'm not like I, I don't I don't even believe. It. Well, listen. Yeah. I was gonna say. Uh huh. I I don't think Vince McMahon cares. He shit on a woman's head. Yeah. While having sex with her, sure. while, while like having a threesome with her. Right. Yeah. 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 Or on her. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for like, sure. I read something. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Some of the texts are insane. I know. <laughs> Dude, what's insane, insane. What's, insane, what's insane is how he's writing this extremely, like, extremely graphic, menacing shit. Right. But he's still using capital U. I know, I know. And, like, and like the number four. <laughs> I know. And, like, exclamation points after the sentences. Like, he's excited about Right. It. It's so good. Right. They talked about this on Worst Possible Timeline, too. Like, Pat, like, brought up that exact same thing. He's like, this is, like, a 70-year-old man. I know. Who's saying, like, you, like, capital I U. Know. I know. Like, how is that possible? And using, like, like numbers two and four yes. is just typing that <laughs> really? out. But it's also, like. Like, this is a business mogul. <laughs> I own you. Who do you? you think you work for yeah i'm coming to yeah. your house to shit in your mouth right. and rape you yes <laughs> right right but written like a legitimate second grader yes it's crazy yes dude. it's fucking crazy i know yeah vince vince out here just absolutely he he was the heel on screen for too long perhaps or or maybe he just was always that guy and I the heel the, the heel persona just came all too naturally to I, him, I think you know? I think he was always that guy. <laughs> he was always that guy too I think he was always he, that let's guy. let's be honest there's a laundry list of Vince McMahon accusations dating back many decades that's right. and this one is just finally the one that they're like okay that's right this one broke through I've know? been watching speaking to that for some reason, showing up on my YouTube, a bunch of old like Piper's Pit and stuff. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, so yeah. I'm watching that, yeah, fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah, best heel of all time. Yes, except for Vince McMahon, who's the actual because worst, he's actually evil. worst monster <laughs> yeah, of all sorry, time. Because he's an actual evil sociopath, <laughs> right? For sure. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll really boost the authenticity of your character. So, the only thing I had this week was uh, Colossal Man played down in Indianapolis on Friday, and boy, what a fucking gig! It was. All Indiana bands, uh, like 250 paid, sold out gig, all mo basically all Indianapolis locals, us, and Velocity from Bloomington. So essentially all locals or glorified locals, 250 paid on a Friday night, mm -hmm. sold out gig. Mm -hmm. It was fucking wild, man. Um, whatever our more nuanced ideas about like how we arrived here are, I guess I would remind anybody who has complaints about the present moment, of which there are plenty of valid ones to level, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not at all saying that you shouldn't have those thoughts because I have the same ones. I will say that I'm having the best time that I've had attending hardcore and punk shows in a long while. Sure. And at the end of the day, whatever sort of ethical considerations, moral convictions, et cetera, that enter into how you engage with this stuff, which I think are important to have, Having fun is a big, 
big, big part of it. It's 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 it's, it's the biggest part. It's of the it. biggest now part. Your of definition it. of fun might vary. Of course, of course, right. And right. maybe this this type of fun doesn't tickle your fancy. Right. And that's totally valid too. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying holistically, generally, broadly, I'm having the most fun I've had at shows in a long time. Kids are really excited to be there. I go up on stage and say wild fucking shit, and no one really seems to mind beyond, like, some complainers here and there, and almost none of them are kids. They're mostly men my age or older that are just fucking morons and sensitive crybabies. The young kids, even when I go up there and I'm like, hey, fuck you, Hot Topic Mall goths, they come up and buy merch, and they're like, hey, that's really funny. That's because you're an old man. Exactly, because I'm a harmless old man. You know you're a I mean? harmless old man. Right, exactly. And, like, I don't know, dude. It just, uh, it was a sick show. I got my nose busted for, like, the 80th time in my life. You can kind of see it. I had this big idea, you know, because, uh, you know, every every aging corpsman is like, ah, the kids aren't dancing as hard as I wish they were. They mm-hmm. aren't dancing. They aren't dancing like we were, right? Sure. And broadly, that has been kind of true in the last year as you've gotten, like, a lot of newcomers in. And I've noticed in Indian Bloomington, definitely they're coming around. They're getting better. They're, they're dancing harder. They're a little bit more stylish. They're catching on. But they've made some sort of leap, like, some sort of, like, evolutionary leap like an X-Man in the last several months. Because I was like, yeah, man, I'm a fucking, I'm a go off for velocity. You know, I'm going a, I'm to a show these kids how, thinking really embarrassing, stupid thought. Like, dude, I'm an a, old, harmless old uh, man would think. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to show them how it's done. Five seconds into the set, nose busted by a stage dive immediately. I'm like, okay. But I'm still, I'm still in it. I'm assessing. I look yeah. over and I noticed immediately some of the like very hard, like go hard kids were dancing so hard in such confined <laughs> spaces that I was like, yo, that's scary. <laughs> that's actually really <laughs> spooky. I don't want to go in there at all. Yeah. I will get absolutely creamed. So whatever your thoughts, hardcore is cool right now. Punk is cool right now. The kids are learning. I think the kids that are hanging out and sticking around, like always happens, are catching on. I've noticed a definite pivot towards things that are a reaction to the present moment or the more accessible aspects of the present moment in younger kids who are reaching for things that feel more real and tangible. And it's reflected in the bands that they're starting. It's reflected in the way they're dancing. It's reflected in generally good humor and being able to take things in stride in a way that a lot of people my age do not or cannot. So yeah, it was fucking sick. Um, Shout out to Ty, who listens to the show. We met Ty when uh, we PT played State Street Pub, Mm -hmm. dude with the long hair. Um, So I offered a SpongeBob t-shirt as a mosh incentive. Was like, yo, you mosh, the hardest dancer gets the SpongeBob t-shirt, so fucking earn it. And that resulted in the first 10 seconds of our set, Ty, like, maybe getting his orbital broken. Like, absolutely demolished. So, shout out to Ty. You're a champion. You looked really fucking rough. But he says he thinks the orbital is all right, but he definitely fractured his nose. So, shout out to Ty. Shout out to Indianapolis. And, uh, yo, go have a good time at a show. It's a a moment that whatever your more complex feelings, I think in 10 years, uh, if you don't appreciate it now, you'll probably look back and say, damn. That was a moment that seemed like a lot of fun, and I was being too curmudgeonly to really enjoy it, and now it's not nearly as good as it was then. Yeah. In in 25 years, and somebody's making a documentary about how it was real back then, but it's not real now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You're going to wish that you were there. That's right. You could say say you were there. So that's all I had to say. uh, And thanks to JS for uh, throwing us on that fest and organizing it. It's cool. And that is also, I guess, the second weekend in a row that – 
a show of basically either all locals or close to all local locals or regional bands sold out healer like two weekends in a row so that's fucking sick man uh let's get into the queue this week so first up we have got narrow arrow this was sent in by cody who plays in the band so narrow arrow is a band that i'm familiar with they're from mansfield ohio they're like a math rock band and i think i actually played with this band years ago in mansfield when i was on tour with my buddy Derek. Mm. like I'm, I'm talking like 2014, probably 2013, 2014, somewhere th- around there. And I vaguely remember what they sound like. Um, and Cody said he knows that this is not normally our type of shit, but he figured he'd send it in anyway. Go for it. We made fun of somebody's heartfelt work last year, last week, <laughs> as a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. Oops. Oops. Sorry. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I should, I should say. Yeah. Fucking just get at it. Yeah, sure. It's better than I could fucking do. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's probably better than you could do, like, if you were making something from whole cloth. Yeah. It's not better than I could do, but yeah. that's all right. You Just know? fucking have, who gives a shit, dude? Sure. And somebody compared you to, I, I heard the dead milkman. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There's your end. That's what I'm saying, Vince. You, you, may have, you may have accidentally discovered your lane. You didn't land on the thing that you meant to land on, but you landed on something else, and you don't even have to change what you're doing. You just, this ties back into what we were saying. Yeah. All you have to do for that to suddenly be a lot better is change the branding approach. Mm. And you're like, oh, this is funny. That's right. This is funny, actually. That's right. You know? There Kill you the go. original premise for the entire thing yep and just say it was something different exactly and now it's good it's crazy how that works yeah. so uh next up we've got window phase the new window phase this was sent in by nick who who is the band essentially this is moss rock living land um i'm stoked to check out new window phase stuff this is a prolific this is a prolific little son of a bitch this guy is always after something man mm-hmm. Um, then we have got Degraved uh, with Lightless Domain. This is a split with the band Cystic, and it is coming out on Iron Lung. This was sent in by Joey, and it was also sent in by uh, my buddy Mark from Super Crush. Um, so two submissions in the same week. It's death metal. It's out on Iron Lung. Got to be pretty good. Then we've got Hard Pass with Hardcore 2024. This was sent in by Matthias, who says it's some uh, older gents from Malmo, Sweden, playing some right-down-the-middle, good old-fashioned, fast, hardcore okay. punk. Then we've got the Nancys with the Nancys Live. This was sent in by uh, our, our pal Jess from Dracula, Paprika, et cetera, et cetera. Said that this is uh, some young kids playing music, like punk music in uh, New Orleans, and uh, he thinks they have a really good live energy and generally just uh, are a lot of fun. Then we've got Slab with Substation Failure. This was sent in by Griffin, who plays in the band. Uh, we had their demo on the show at some point last year, mm. and Griffin said that uh, he's been a loyal weekly listener ever since and decided to send in the new material. Then we've got Observer with Apotheosis of the Void. This was sent in by John, who sings for this band. Uh, this is a local Fort Wayne death metal band who has consistently gotten better since they've come out. Mm. John has an interesting arc because... Some people, like a musical arc, I mean, because Mm -hmm. some people start out in bad bands and their bands get progressively better, right? Mm -hmm. Like as they do bands over the the years. Like each new iteration of a group is better than the last one. Mm -hmm. But John does an interesting thing where most of his bands start out and I'm like, I don't really think this is that good. And then he just sticks with that band long enough that the band eventually becomes good. Sure. Which is kind of, which is kind of interesting. Because when this first came out, I was like, this is fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little bit boring, not really filled out or fleshed out. And as it's gone on, they've become a band that I actually really like watching live and have become uh, have gotten just consistently better. So yeah. I'm stoked to listen to this. 
Then we've got Noso with Pulsating Gore. Uh, Pulsating Gore. Uh, Noso fucking rocks. It's members of Perverts Again and Cruelster. Uh, this came out on Sorry State. I haven't listened to this yet. It just came out like, uh, I think about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Noso. I'm sure this is going to be fucking sick. I've heard some stuff on this. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's what you expect. Yeah, exactly. Quirky, uh, quirky Ohio uh, punk, punk shit. Then we've got uh, the new Street Hassle Winter 2024 promo. This is, uh, I think, Syracuse. It's in that part of New York. It's not Rochester or Buffalo, I don't think. I'm pretty sure this is a Syracuse band. This uh, just dropped on Designated Mosher's Unit, who I want to point out have, like, my favorite current logo in all of, like, the present wave of hardcore labels. It's really fucking cool. Um, I've already big up DMU. They're, like, kind of the kings of just putting out sick little, like, regular hardcore promo tapes right now. Pretty much everything they put out I like or love to some degree. And they dropped three things the other day, like a new corrective measure, um, a new identity demo, and then this new street hassle. Mm. I've already listened to this. I think it's sick. And then last up, we have got Orange Planet or Orang Planet. Orang Planet. Orang Planet. Uh, That's how it's spelled, Orang Planet. This is a band from Malaysia, so may just be a translation error. Who knows? The release is called Insubstantial. Oh, I I forgot to mention... the uh, Noso was sent in by TJ, and the Street Hassle was sent in by Matt. This one was sent sent in by Franklin, who said, "Yeah, it's like some Malaysian goth rock stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, I have not heard of this before, so uh, if we land on it, we'll uh, we'll figure out what uh, what this shit sounds like. Let's roll the dice. Eight. Okay, eight is the new Noso out on so- Sorry State Records, Pulsating Gore. Um, the song they have queued up to play and the song that TJ recommended is Do the Work, the third song on this. So we're going to listen to Do the Work by Noso off of Pulsating Gore. <laughs> Work is 
and there you go. That was Do the Work by Noso off of Pulsating Gore. Noso's been around for a grip now, and this is pretty in line with what they've done previously, and, like, distinct from Cruelster and Perverts again, but you can tell it comes from the same family tree, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how'd you like that? I like it. I like Noso. Yeah, me too. Um, it's, it's one of those things where... I think it's really easy to sort of gloss over this band as just sort of being quirky and that's it. Yeah. But um, when you dig into it, um, it's the same thing with Cruelster too, really. Absolutely. Like, there's a lot of razor-sharp observations in there. 100%. Presented in yes. like, well, with Cruelster in the dumbest fucking way. The dumbest possible way, but you think about it for five seconds, you're like, that's a pretty incisive In, in a way that, line. that mocks you, the observer, right. and listener. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. This sort of challenges you to actually like pay attention enough to think about what they're saying. For sure. It's 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 almost hypnotic the way that every no-so song and every no-so you know, track that I've heard goes by. It's kind of, you know, sort of... It's got like almost these like real, real, I guess, um, acute sort of wire sort of licks and riffs in there. Yeah, wire, gang of four. Yeah. A lot of gang of four in there. Yep. With just sort of like this plodding, hypnotic sort of rhythm. For sure. And then the way that the vocals, you know, the multiple vocal tracks just almost chanting out some fucking like sarcastic, uh, semi veiled sort of like mantra. Yeah, no doubt. I think I guess the theme of the night is going to be perspective on this because I think coming at this from a particular angle, if you're not a fan of stuff in the the dreaded the dreaded egg punk category, to use that now totally run into the ground originally gr- joke, yeah who was writing about term. it. Uh, spin, spin, yeah, it's spin. dead. It's it's, it's, it's dead. Done. It's gone. It's give it up. It was never supposed to be real in the first place, and now it's really not real. Find the person that works for Spin and wrote that article and hang them for sure, dude. I, when that came out, I like posted a picture of the article, and I was like, let's see if I let's see if I fail the the uh, not telling the the author of this article to kill himself challenge. You right? Know? Yeah. It, yeah, fuck that guy. But uh, but anyway, so. If you look at this from the angle of the aforementioned of Wire, of Gang of Four, and of the less accessible post-punk and even, like, anarcho stuff that leaned post-punk, like, Zounds and, like, the less dry, like, the more post-punky, like, Flux of Pink Indians Mm -hmm. and shit, I think that this 100% shares not just sonic but topical similarities with all of that early sure. 80s british stuff sure like this feels very much in line with that shit if you throw a british accent over this it just literally becomes that mm-hmm. right so i think that this stuff is as you mentioned there's a lot more here to unpack than you might think at first glance and it even alludes to that like in the write-up here on the sorry state site it says like um oh that's long it says as for the rest of you some percentage will hear 15 seconds of pulsating gore and decide it's not for you parenthetical you're missing out right and there you go and it's it's like oh yeah it alludes to precisely that thing right so if even if you heard this song and it didn't strike you immediately, I would suggest go back, listen to older Noso shit, and like sit with it. Because even if this is not a thing that appeals to you on its face, I think there's a lot more here to unpack mm-hmm. that it, you will probably find something here that you like and it will probably grow on you. I think this band is really good. And I think this core group of people are like consistently creating interesting, cool shit. They're profoundly funny to watch live. Right. Like when Cruelster played The House... It was incredible. It was so fucking stupid. Like, they sounded so fucking dumb. Like, it, I don't know, man. I just really fuck with what that entire group of people does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, all right. What's uh, what's next? Five. 
All right, this is the Nancys from New Orleans. I really know nothing about this other than that uh, Jess said that, uh, Jess, a.k.a. Rob, said that this is um, uh, young kids doing something he liked. And it looks like he mixed and mastered it, too. So he's got, uh, he's got his little fingies in the pot here. Um, I don't believe that any particular song was recommended to us off of this. And this is a, so this is a live recording, but he says uh, he thinks that this really captures their energy well. And he did recommend a song. It's uh, the fourth song on here. So we're going to listen to Turfs and Scabies by the Nancys off of the Nancys Alive. This is for y'all. Well, I died in 1980, Turfs and Scabies by the Nancys off of the Nancys Live. What do you think? Uh, I like this. I'd I like to see this live. Sure. Um, I think that uh, the part that stuck out for me most was mostly just sort of like the vocal delivery. Yeah. I, the music was fine. It's fine. Um, some of the riffs kind of lost me. Agree. They kind of tiptoed up to a, a, like a line, that, a poppy line that sure. I was not really feeling. Yeah, no doubt. But it, the, uh, the the vocal delivery kept it interesting and kept it uh, edgy enough for me. I also enjoyed that this was a live recording. Yeah. I like coming out of the gate with a live recording. I do, too. That's not bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, if could, Yeah, because, I mean, there you go. If you can pull it off, yeah, you exactly. sound good, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and you, it is a way to true, I think just as a historical document, capturing a band in the most like genuine way in one particular moment mm -hmm. it's just always fun to go back and listen to later yeah. like we've talked about it a million times like listening to those like old live recordings of you know fucking like even like uh, metal demos and shit where you can hear the other people in the and studio talking, or rehearsal yeah. space talking or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. just as a snapshot of a moment I think a live recording like this is mm -hmm. cool and it's sick to come out of the gate with a live recording mm -hmm. I thought this was just fine you know but as far as this being like genuine young people as uh, Rob tend to or as Rob intimated um, sick you know there's a lot worse places to start I don't know if this is everybody's first mm -hmm. band but I have to guess that uh, it's probably at least a very early effort sure. in most of these people's creative lives and there's a way way worse places to start this didn't really capture my imagination per se but I thought it was actually a lot more solid than tons of the sort of like starter pack my first punk band shit that we've had on this show that is made by like full-on adults you know mm. what i mean like there were things in in this that harkened back to that first wave of like early 80s 
U.S. hardcore and punk where those like the term hardcore had not necessarily calcified entirely right. yet. Yeah. And this it captured some of that same energy for me. And so even though the music is not particularly enthralling, I liked the general aesthetic and feel. It, it, of this, it you know? settles. It settles in a place that basically is just like catch all punk. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, for no, sure. there's not really a lot of there's not really a lot of I guess uh, uh, easily identifiable. Yeah. tags you can put on it exactly yeah i think this would be fun to see live sure sure yeah especially if it's young kids just going hard you know yeah um all right what's next two okay two is the uh the new window phase so there is a there is an eponymous track on this and it is the one that uh nicholas recommended to us so we're going to listen to window phase by the project of the same name off of the new record moss rock living land Oh, I guess this isn't even new. This came out in fucking February of last year. He just got it out. And like, he got it into us like right before the uh, cutoff oh, yeah. date. I thought that this was new because <clears throat> there's been shit that's come out. There was something that just came out in uh, like January of this year. Yeah. But that's not what he sent in. So we'll, we'll go with this. <laughs> So that was Window Phase by the solo project of the same name off of Moss Rock Living Land from uh, February of last year. Looks like there has been a few things since then. There is Soft Music in October, which is another nine songs, a live recording from November, and then Doberman from January of this year, which is another 12 songs. Right. So plus other projects. Plus other projects, two of which we've had on the show in like the last month. Right. Two months, maybe. Okay, so this is something very sick that I didn't foresee when starting to do this show because, frankly, who knows how long an idea is going to last. I didn't expect for us to be doing this show for as long as we have. I think you and I are thinking the exact same thing. Charting that this dude's, like, musical growth over the course of three years? Really on one. Really on one. So, So we 
got the first window phase submission in April of 2021. So it has been damn near a full three years since mm -hmm. we've first heard this person's music. Right. And the last three, because spoiler alert here, this was fucking sick. The last three things we heard of his, like contemporary projects of right. his, we were all like, because we always liked the window phase stuff. But I think like, we liked it in spite of itself. Yeah, at first, and we were like, man, this is really inaccessible. Like, this is a mess, but it feel, kind of feels intentional. And, like, you know, this dude is wearing a cow's shirt. So, mm -hmm. like, sure, he's pulling from early AMREP or even pre-AMREP noise rock stuff. Right. But it's pretty unlistenable, and I like that about this. The last three things that I've heard by Nicholas are just straight up, like, unequivocally really good. Yeah. This note being no exception. This is fucking This sick. track. This track, yeah. Who knows what the rest of the record sounds like because this guy is fucking on one, right? Right. He's a true weirdo just making music for its own sake, and he's gotten really fucking good at it. Um, you can chart this guy's musical growth over the course of the last three years, and that's really fucking cool, straight up. That mm -hmm. is a really novel thing that... I, I, it's been cool to witness. This is fucking awesome. Talk about stuff that is just pulling from like, so yeah, there's a more like obscure weirdo, like early to mid eighties, British, like herky jerky post punk in this. But in some of those guitar tones and shit, there's also like a lot of early eighties, like death rock shit in there. Like with the really chorusy guitar effects. And then like his patented, just inaccessible, screeched distorted vocals which i thought worked really really well over this track and also just hearing this dude get better at production because he does this stuff right. by himself and he records this stuff by himself and some of that early window face stuff we were like fuck man this just how this is recorded is a massive hurdle in in and of itself right, right. this just straight up sounded really fucking good so just even as an engineer this guy has grown over the the course of the last few years and yeah this is fucking awesome man um i want to listen to the rest of this and then 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 just like jump in and catch up on what he's done in the intervening year because there's another like 20 plus songs that yeah. have been released you know so that's the other thing is this dude is so fucking prolific because a lot of times when you see projects like this and you see holy shit they've got you know uh what on this 13 releases on their page a lot of that stuff is like oh okay well that's a single or yep. whatever when this dude has put out dozens and dozens of songs over the last few <laughs> right, years. Right, right. Dozens. It's taken us, like our band, to put together 11 songs. All, I'm all out of ideas. Years. I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. It's right. taken us years to get to doing the LP that we're just now finally finishing up. So this dude is prolific in a way that I think you could easily underestimate. Like, yeah, man. A shout out to this, this dude. This shit is sick. Yeah, I really like this. I thought that... This was the first thing that I heard this band do that I liked, you know, that that, that, that that didn't involve sort of me, like, paying a nod to the fact that this is supremely unlikable. Right, yeah, yeah, there was no equivocation needed. Right. I just thought right. this was straight up good. Like, yeah, I liked it for what it was, not yeah. in spite of itself. Right. And, uh, yeah, I thought this was fucking sick, man. I thought that, uh, yeah, this was just fucking sick. This was, this was a perfect mixture of, like, head-nodding accessibility. Yeah. But also just abrasive sort of hackles raised. Yeah. Stay the fuck away. And the lyrics on this, I have to say, are also very dope. They're yeah. like a Burroughs poem or like a Ginsburg poem or something. It's like this is beat poetry level, like word association, stream of consciousness type of shit. And I think it works really well for the general energy of the song yeah. because as you mentioned yeah like there are just riffs and parts in this that are straight up catchy but overall it feels still 
off-putting and right. inaccessible. And downright menacing, actually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is fucking awesome, man. Dude, yeah. shout, shout out to you, Nick. You're, you're, you're out here doing things, man. Um, all right, what's next? Five again. Okay, five is the uh, new observer. So this is, uh, like I said, a guy we've met on, on the show many, many times, basically since Jump, our buddy John. We've known him since... I I was a child and you were a man, but many many <laughs> another, years another ch- another another teenager as <laughs> yes, a friend right. that is, as a grown man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is a John, John's a real one, no matter how you cut it, man. He's been coming around since as long as I can remember. In every iteration of Fort Wayne, Fort Wayne DIY, he's had bands or thrown shows or been at every possible show. He's a guy who loves music in a way that I couldn't possibly begin yeah. to comprehend. Um, and uh, I think this band is pretty good, but I have not listened to this recording yet um our buddy dan um recorded mixed and mastered this is who i did the last uh, colossal man demo with and we just recorded our new ep with so i'm stoked to hear what he did with like a, a death metal sound um the song that john recommended is the second one so we're going to listen to paradigm shift by observer off of uh, apotheosis of the void Paradigm Shift by Observer off of Apotheosis of the Void. How'd you like that? Yeah, this was sick. It was good, man. This was sick. I think that um, this is, uh, they do, they, they. Um, how do I want to put this? This is no, this is no uh, spare possession. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course not. These guys are fucking killing it, though, within, like, the scope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yes, within the scope of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, they're nailing it. Yeah. I really like the way that this band, and I, I liked this conceptually from the outset in this band, but I didn't think the execution was there at the beginning, and I think that they've arrived at a place where it really works. I like the way that they incorporate atmosphere into mm-hmm. this band. Like, there is a certain ambiance in their songwriting that, again, like, from Jump, I was like, okay, this this idea could work really well, right. but it just, at, at fir- when this first started, it was like a three-piece. Mm-hmm. It was Denton, the guitarist, like, doing, like, a split channel, Jared, the drummer, who I think was still kind of learning to play death metal drums at that time, and then John on vocals. They're a full five-piece lineup now, as you kind of have to be if you're playing this kind of stuff and you're trying to do what you're going to do. Sure. And I think now with that full lineup and also with everybody just coming into their own as musicians a little bit more over the mm-hmm. course of the last couple of years, like this is just hitting harder, and that component of it I think really shines. Yeah. Um, and when they go into those heavier bits, because there's plenty of heavier bits in these songs like that aren't just kind of like one, two fast death metal parts, but they don't read as like slams or anything of that nature. There's a decidedly more like death doom bent to this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that works really well for this. Yeah, I think I think it suits them well. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I thought this was sick. Dan did a good job on recording this as well. I mean, Dan is not new to recording death metal. He did he did all the feet aside material so far, and it sounds really good. So hey, if you're in Indiana or the tri-state area and you want some like very very reasonably rated uh, engineering mix mastering options Dan Canale at chip tooth audio is uh, is a really good option he's uh, he's a consummate professional a chill dude and uh, knows what he's doing so yeah. there, there you go and we were not paid to say that um, yeah the art the art in this is sick too the, I want to point out okay so yeah so uh, Azita is this person's name I follow this person on uh, Instagram and their work is fucking sick yeah. I, 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 I like everything they post so yes the artwork is indeed very fucking dope um, all right what's next Good to have a good to have a, a Fort Wayne local. You can just you can just unequivocally be like, hey, this yeah, is this good. Is good. It's, it's good to have a Fort Wayne local that we don't have to go. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just be like, hey, yeah. listen to this. This is good. This is yeah. this is our friends making this. This is where we live. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was good. Uh, five. That's uh that's three fives in a row. Hey, it's good though. It's working out. We are getting a we're getting the whole spread of sounds tonight because this is uh this is the street hassle promo. Yo, no spoilers here. You can look at this and know what this is going to sound like, right? And it's fun. Yeah. It's sick. So let's just listen to the first song. It's a three-song promo. Uh, we're going to listen to Rotten Mouths by, De- uh, by Street Hassle off of their uh, winter 2024 promo on Designated Monsters Unit. Yeah! 
right, that was Rotten Mouths by Street Hassle off their winter 2024 promo. Uh, everybody already knows by now I'm a sucker for this kind of stuff. Look at the label it's on. There's a little fucking Martian guy. The logo rocks. It's a fucking tape with, like, a high-contrast black and white light shot on the front and, like, a hand-drawn logo. Yeah, this is fucking sick. And this is the sort of thing where, like, and we've said this about other types of hardcore, and it applies more or less respectively to each of us with our sort of chosen little subcategories and then a few areas in which we have 100% overlap. For me, this is one that I have a stronger affinity for than you because I came up in, like, the era of of this kind of stuff, like... The, the locking out records of the world, you know, this shit was really pivotal for me. And a lot of those bands were trying to carry over a sound that was established or at least iterated upon in the late 90s by bands like Floor Punch and shit like that. That was also incredibly pivotal for me in discovering sort of like what I liked about hardcore, right? And this to me feels like a perfect marriage of those things. It's capital H hardcore, but it's fast. It's scrappy. It's not overproduced. This is music not made for, like, fucking pitting crazy hard and hurting your friends. It's made to, like, jump and fucking pile on and sing along and fucking front flip to, which is really the stuff that attracted me to this in the first place in terms of just, like, the live interactivity. Like, I'm all for people dancing hard and shit, and I like Getting doing it, too. Bones broken. Right, sure, that's cool, that's fun, that's part of it, but, like, I like when people fucking know the words to the songs at a hardcore show. Sure. They're like, the, what's one thing that I like really, that's if I had one old man complaint, and I have seen it changing a little bit more, if I had one old man complaint, it's like there was a moment in time where there were the people up front who all knew the words, and then the pit was like right behind them, or everybody moshed, and then when the sing-along part came, everyone converged and piled on and sang along, and everybody could stage dive, right? And when I look at old footage of bands like this from the early 2000s, late 90s, late 80s, that's the vibe. And that's really my ideal hardcore show, is like the fucking dance floor fools right behind the front line of the stage where everybody can sing along and dive. Right. And this is music literally designed to do that too right like when these fools are writing this in the studio or like prior to going to the studio one has to imagine the goal is to get the homies to sing along there, there, on yeah yeah time. there's definitely there's definitely instead of a mosh call out right there's a mic control call out. exactly which is like i'm just a sucker for that kind of stuff so yeah this is like in the vein of the late 90s like youth crew like harder end of the youth crew revival like the floor punches of the world it's in the vein of like the straight up hardcore of the early 2000s with locking out it's bands like mental and shit it's taking it, it's taking some new york sort of like bounce and i guess sort of more metallic edges yeah to like screaming for change right yeah exactly right it's sick it's a classic formula and it's one of those things where like we get bands on this show that sound like this and we like or love them to various degrees and we always say the same thing which is that like yo yeah this sound in essence at any given time in the history of hardcore music can and sometimes is a dime a dozen and that's it is what it is but like I don't get inured to the sound or the idea or the general energy of the thing, no matter how many times I've heard it. And even when I hear bands like this that I know in the moment, even as I'm enjoying them, I'm like, I won't remember this. Right. It's just a thing that so perfectly encapsulates kind of what I like about hardcore music as like a live interactive environment that I always like it. And sometimes things rise above 
and like sit on the top of the pile and sometimes they just get lost in the mix and I don't know I haven't listened to this enough to know yet you know at the end of the year if I'm still spinning this then cool that will have done it for me there are things that I'm thinking of off the top of my head in this lane from the last couple of years that immediately I'm like oh yeah that's great the yield to none demo that designated monsters unit put out listen to that all the time the burning lord demo i listen to that all the time the all for all de second demo listen to that all the time and some of that stuff i loved when i heard it but like it just gets lost in the fucking mm. annals of my mind this may this may not but i think it's real good yeah this is fine this i i yeah you hit it i i normally don't sort of like go off or stuff like this sure yeah you know it's uh it's just fine um i thought this was pretty good i if this were more well produced, yeah, and bigger, right? I don't like it. Exactly, full fucking stop. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if this is just a little bit more melodic, yeah, like if that dude's singing just a little bit more, sure, right, like energy or something, right? Oh, yeah. I'm fucking out. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, right, right. Like if that, well, energy is way more singing. but yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, sure, like, yeah. like right. if there's just a little more sing song into that, I'm fucking out. Right, sure. Right, this threads a needle. It was, it was just fine. Yeah, right. I'm never going to tell you to turn something like this off. Right. I may or may not actually give a shit if it's on. Right, sure. Yeah, right. which I think is a fine place to be with this, man. I like, like I said, I, in general, I like this stuff more than you. But look at me. I'm a guy in a fucking sweatshirt with... You're uh, a streetwear guy. I'm a streetwear guy. <laughs> this, right. is, this is streetwear. This, this is, is streetwear. It, that's it. Like, right. There's no modifier. Right. This is streetwear hardcore. Sure, yes. <laughs> exactly. That's what this is. This is Air Max hardcore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Air and Max I'm, hardcore. And I'm an Air Max guy. You I'm know not. What I mean? So, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah. This I, don't is, know, I don't think I've ever actually owned a pair of Nikes. Yeah, like Nike shoes. My yeah, entire life. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. You're an Adidas guy. We were too poor when we were young. Sure. Well, yeah. As a kid, I never had Nikes full stop. Right. Because same same reason. I was actually just telling this story the other day. Is like my mom one time because if we ha if we got new shoes at all, they were from like a, a Payless or a Fred Tenney's, like a discount shoe store or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, of course, as a kid in the 90s, like all I wanted was a pair of Jordans, right? Like that's all I wanted. Yeah. And we couldn't afford Jordans. I was a, we were like a Skechers family only, you know what yeah. I mean? And uh, back before Skechers were even remotely construed as something that could be cool, like they were the budget shoe. Yeah. So I wanted Jordan super fucking bad. And I think for a, a birthday or something like that, or maybe because I was playing in like some, a basketball league. Yeah. My mom was like, hey, I got you some I got you some basketball shoes. And I was like, oh my God, I got fucking Jordans, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what, brother, they were not Jordans. They were the ugliest shoes I've ever seen in my life. I've tried to find the exact shoes that they are, but they were, like, green and white, and they were laceless. Oh, yeah. And they, like, zipped up on the side of the shoe and right. were, like, I don't, they weren't shacks. They were maybe, like, some and ones or something. Like, they were a bad fucking shoe. And, like, I was so fucking excited thinking I was getting a pair of Jordans, and I got the ugliest, worst-looking shoes I've ever gotten in my entire fucking life. And I was crushed. Yeah. So I didn't own Nikes until I was like, until I could buy my own shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, what do we got next tonight? Two. All right. Two is Degraved with Lightless Domain. This is a split with Cystic. Um, it's just two songs. So I got to imagine that. Let's see. Um, okay. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just a split EP. Um, it's, I guess the songs are long enough that uh, Iron Lung felt uh, it warranted a 7-inch. So there you go. So we're just going to listen to the Degraved song off this. We're going to hear Infinite Fissures of Shadow off of the Degraved Cystic Split Lightless Domain.
All right, that was Infinite Fissures of Shadow by DeGraved off their split with Cystic out right now on Iron Lung Records, and that was very sick. That was very sick. So actually, technically, this isn't out physically yet. It looks like the release date is February 23rd, but you can pre-order right, it right, right. now. Right, so. pre-order. up for pre-order. Yeah, and that was fucking great, man. Yeah, this was fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, I think it's apropos that we listened to this shortly after we listened to Observer. I agree. Similar yeah. sort of thing. For sure. Right? Yes. This is admittedly a little higher level. Uh, you, right? know, you know, it is what it everybody is. Everybody in the Observer would say the same fucking thing. If, of course, right. But the thing is, yeah, that honestly, yeah, I mean, given Observer's track, uh-huh. absolutely, they could arrive there, no, right. no problem. And as it stands, like seeing those two bands on a bill together right now, even it wouldn't be like, oh shit, that was fucking night and day. It's like, yeah, those bands should be playing together. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. And similarly, like the atmosphere in this, I think, was really effective. Yeah, the part that came in, you know, two thirds of the way through the song when they hit that lead. Oh yeah, was yeah fucking yeah. sick, really good. Like just enough of a hook mm-hmm. to like uh, create pull something. you back in, get your head going. Yeah, yeah create something. Make actually, you pay attention. Actually memorable because you know I fucking. I feel ab- about death metal the way that I was just talking about, like, just kind of capital H streetwear hardcore. Some death metal of this variety, just like meat and potatoes right down the middle death metal, I basically always like it, right? Because oh, sure. what is there not to like, sure. right? But, again, that stuff can just get lost in the fucking maze of my consciousness because there's so much stuff. The classics are so deeply ingrained, and the contemporary standouts are so far ahead of the mm-hmm. pack that it's just like there's only so much stuff that my brain can, can actively remember. And little touches like that are the thing that will make me reach for the degraved stuff yes, over, over something else. Things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's that one It's that one little spice yeah. that sticks out. Absolutely. I want to hear a full length from this fucking band. Same. This They've got a awesome. demo, an EP, and now one song on a split. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think Mark suggested that these are dudes who, like have done it before which oh, is for sure. pretty obvious I mean, you can, right? it's obvious one of the dudes is in is in like a solo black metal project called Ebony Pen- Pendant okay that I'm familiar with and Grimestone put out like a tape okay right on cool. uh, compilation of like or discography that I picked up cool cool so it's pretty sick um, yeah I mean yeah obviously been around the block yeah okay sick and I mean it's from fucking Seattle sure yeah so there's no there's a pretty deep talent pool there of course yeah right. I, I have to imagine that our buddy Adam probably already not only knows of this band is probably friends with them and some probably tell them tell us some of their secrets yes there's their dark secrets in every band that they've ever played in right including their embarrassing pop punk band from when they were 17 or something in fact i bet tomorrow we'll get a text about it on tuesday (laughs) when when this posts (laughs) sure yeah sometime late tuesday afternoon adam will start texting us there's there's there is literally no doubt in my mind about that Yo, while we are on the topic of Iron Lung, I should mention, too, that the uh, Kevlar Upper also drops on February 23rd. Two songs from it are out right now. It's like a five-song tape. Um, this is the new project of, uh, of my pal, my internet pal, Spencer. Um, he's the guy that I've mentioned on the show before who is a, a real deal, a real deal actor, but also notably is in was in Compassion, mm-hmm. who he had on the show before, and Compassion fucking rips. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in SWAT with Pat and my buddy Kevin and Ian from Military Gun and RJC. Um, and now he's doing this new band, Kevlar Upper, and I think this pro, like the two songs off of this just dropped today, I think. He posted in the Demolition group, and it fucking rips. Um, it's not the same as Compassion, but like it's close enough that if you fuck with any sort of contemporary 
hyper fast hardcore RPV stuff. Any of the stuff that Trevor Vaughn does, uh, if you like World Peace, if you like his previous band Compassion, if you like RJC, whatever. If you like shit that Iron Lung puts out, if you like Brain Tourniquet, stuff like that, yeah. you will like this. It was it's really good. So I figured I'd just shout that out since we Another were on the unpaid Iron Lung advertisement. Page. Unpaid advertisement. Unpaid advertisement. That's what we're that's what we're good for here. We just uh, we plug things without ever even thinking to hey, ask for comp- hold on. compensation. Let me look at let me look at Iron Lung's just discography right now on, yeah, on their sh- band camp. We'll just shout, shout out. out. Just shout, shout out everything yeah. I like. Well, hey, that, that one's from uh, that one's from a buddy. So you know, a, a, a friend of the yeah. show. So I had to shout that yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, what's uh, what's next? Let's roll the dice. At least, yeah, let's roll the dice one more time, and then we'll do we some four. do some messages. Yeah, two. All right, cool. We got some uh, we got some more some more hardcore. This is Hard Pass with Hardcore Twenty Twenty Four. This is the band from Sweden who Matthias says uh, consists of old guys playing, you know, classic classic fast hardcore punk. As we've said before, I always pr- appreciate Matthias's submissions. They're kind of hit or miss on whether or not we actually like them, but it's always just nice to get like a boots on the ground report from Sweden about what's going on over there. Um, let me see if he suggested any songs. No, no, no songs suggested. So we'll just go with the uh, first track on here. We're going to listen to Worker Song by Hard Pass off of Hardcore 2024. Worker song by Hard Pass off of Hardcore 2024. This was like a lot more stadium crust adjacent than I expected it to be. It's, it wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. S- strip away some of the like grandeur and, and, and of like from Ashes Rise. Sure, yeah. 
tragedy. Sure. Right. Of Obviously. Yes. And that, just 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 keep it ripping and keep it fast. Yeah. Pretty good. It wasn't like all fucking blown out, fucking fuzzed out, right? Studs and leather, fucking D beat. Right. No, this is like black car hard D beat. Yeah. yeah. And that can go one of two ways, but as just sort of like you're easing into being a middle aged guy playing some iteration of like punk music still. Yeah. This is one of the least offensive things that you can do. Yeah. Right? Is just play like subtly melodic d-beat informed like right. crusty hardcore right this is pretty good and that's what i that's exactly what i was going to say is that like even though yeah this is kind of produced and like yeah there are some big chords in this etc cetera, etc cetera, it would be disingenuous as a fan of tragedy as a tra tra a, fa a fan of uh, disfear uh -huh. of wolf pack to say, like, oh, this isn't any good. Like, right, this is, right, right, right. This is right there, right? Yeah. This is right in that lane, and I think it did a pretty good job of it. I get if you're just burnt on that kind of thing or if you just got everything that you ever needed to get out of the aforementioned bands and, like, bands of that era. It's not really too often that I find myself drawn to a new band of this style. Right. But there are a couple occasions, like, and usually when I see it live, if it fucking rips... I'm with that, it. That's, yeah, that's the seller, right? Like, there's that band yeah. Pillars from Cleveland I had at the house, and I don't really listen to the records, but live, I was like, yeah, that fucking yeah. crushed. Or Tor Torture Garden that yeah. Rob from uh, New Orleans plays in. Same deal. Is like, it's kind of stadium crusty. It's big. There's, like, big melodic chords in there. I don't sit around listening to it, but when I see it, it's fucking like airtight and they're ripping i'm like yeah this this rules man yeah. it is you know how can you deny it it's fucking fast it's got cool riffs as long as this stuff doesn't get obsessed with like getting high on its own supply you yes, know what i mean yes 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 and yes. getting too lofty and also and also getting a little too earnest exactly yeah for sure which that can happen that too can, that can happen yeah for sure but i i was on a huge like tragedy wolf pack slash wolf brigade disfear anytime it's kick. on i'm like yeah this fucking rips. yeah that i so i hadn't revisited that material in years and i had a long drive as i do every other weekend of my life and uh i just marathoned all that stuff which was incredibly important to me again like right there with the capital h hardcore stuff like that shit was equally as sure. important to me um and i was like oh yeah all of these records are still fucking great yeah absolutely great and i thought this, and this sounded good this too. sounded really good i didn't think it was overproduced it was like right up to the line one step over this and it's too it, there's too much of a sheen on it right on it for me but i thought that this was just really solid like what the uh what people in ages past would have probably called stadium crust you know this is uh the like aesthetically not sick you know what i mean i see that and i'm like okay well, that's not that cool was, was this a cover uh no this wasn't a co a cover but the lyrics the were lyrics from like were a from, yeah. from like you know like a workers rights like folk song type of thing so which is not new either you know no, no, no. that's a thing that's Classic. been done a million times right. using woody guthrie lyrics sure. in a cross song or whatever 62 persons died in work accidents in sweden in 2023 way above the average evidently according if the facts if the facts on hard passes band camp page are to be believed i feel you man yeah we stopped fucking counting we stopped counting in america dude yeah i have to imagine here's, that uh, we uh, have a lot more than 62 yeah, yeah. here's the thing man and it just goes to show i mean dude we, we probably have 62 kids dying I mean, I mean, they're trying to get kids to go right. back to work at yes. like slaughterhouses and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, like pretty sure. soon we're gonna be hiring five year olds to go back. We're just gonna start yeah. like 
putting chimneys on houses just, just so, so we kids can, can send sweep three-year-olds in this week. Listen, man, the kids yearn for the mines. Dude. I know. <laughs> That's, they yearn like, for the yo, mines. There was, there was a kid killed in a fucking slaughterhouse that right. made the news this year. A kid in fucking Wisconsin died in an accident in a sawmill. Yeah. You know? It's interesting because, you know, when I hear this sort of politically charged music from a country like Sweden, which yeah. from an outside perspective, from an American perspective specifically, is like, boy, imagine living in Sweden. Wow, how cool would that be? Yeah. You know? Which is not at all to 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 shame or decry the lyrics of the positions held by this band, which are fully valid. Sure. But just the chasm. <laughs> the, right. the chasm in, like, quality of life and, like, quality of sort of, like, work regulation and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah. that between this country and Sweden is, uh, well, I'm just going to tell you, boys, it's a 1,000 miles wide. So I'm not saying stop being mad about this stuff, but I'm just saying count, count your blessings. We should have been mad about it a long time <laughs> we ago. Sh- we should have been. So it. that maybe we wouldn't, you know. We're on a runaway train right. now, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there is nothing that we can do about uh, it. 452 <laughs> children died in the job in the u.s between 2003 and 2016 okay there you go you we go. shouldn't have had children on the job between <laughs> yeah, 2005 I mean, and 2016 like job where the, we're like you're not gonna die right <laughs> right there's there's no reason that in the modern era a child should be on a job where death is an option right you know right in the western world i mean anywhere, death, is, death is always an option that's always an option but not as like an associated risk of the job farm workers 15 and younger can't operate a combine harvester or most larger tractors right there are exceptions for children who have been trained on certain <laughs> tasks and machineries <laughs> most deaths that occurred involved motor vehicles sure yeah that yeah. sounds about right yeah Shit, man. <laughs> We're still living in the Victorian era. Whatever, whatever. And we love it. And we honestly we love, we love it. it, dude. We love it. We love it. <laughs> we fucking love it. We're still, dude. I saw like a meme today that's like, you know, like, uh, like, um, it was like Victorian era doctors, parenthetical bad. And it was like, uh, yes, your, uh, your, you know, your, your fluids are out of balance here. Take this medically prescribed heroin. And then it was like, <laughs> and then the, then it was like modern doctors, parenthetical good. And it was like a Chad meme, you know? And it was like, Hmm. Yep. Not sure what's wrong with you. Uh, come back in three weeks and maybe we'll do another test. And then it was like, pay your bill online. And it's like $23,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've made virtually no progress. No, we've recessed. Yes. If anything, cer- we've, certainly we've in the last 20 years. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, so on that note, let's, uh, we, we heard some pretty good stuff tonight, man. I'm not bummed about anything that we heard. Uh, no. Ranged from real good to at least pretty decent. So, right. um, let's, uh, let's listen to a couple messages, read some texts and get out of here. All right. Honestly. Yeah. You're fucking lucky if he dies a child. <laughs> yeah, of course. Dude. You know? Cause yeah. it's only going to get worse. Right. Sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Whoops. Fell into the combine. <laughs> You never had the chance to actually be able to conceptualize the horrors to which you are about to be subjected to the rest of your life. Yeah. It was still all action figures and cartoons for you, buddy. You checked out at just the right time. That's right. You, you've not let. You've not yet learned about your father's crippling alcohol addiction and the way your mother just bears it with through gritted teeth. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you, haven't, you, you, you haven't yet heard them been kept awake by their screams at night. You, you haven't really learned that we don't actually have any money, nor will we ever. <laughs> And it's not not a fun little game when you get to eat Raisin Bran for for dinner three nights in a row. (laughs) Whoa, breakfast for dinner? Well, that's awesome. We'll never have money and neither will you. (laughs) For 
sure. And also the retirement age is just, uh, it's not just going up. It's just going to disappear. You'll labor until you die. That's right. You know, better, right. better to fall into the combine. That's right. <laughs> okay. So listen, we've got, we haven't, this is, I'm always so torn on this because like sometimes Sutton like keeps it reined in and, and gives us a nice concise message. And then we get these two minute rants oh, yeah. and it's just like, I always feel bad saying like, no, we're not going to play this because Sutton has been tuning in and calling in for right. years now, but it is just one of those things where it's like, you have to, you can't ease up off of the, you know what I mean? <laughs> like with the dog or anything that you're trying to train, Dude. you can't make exceptions because then they'll just, they'll fall right back into the, the previous behaviors. My dog can't be in the same room with me while I'm relaxing. Right, sure. So we put a fence up. Yeah. We're watching TV, relaxing. Mm -hmm. He just stands there at the fence and goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. For hours. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Until he finally gets frustrated and, like, goes upstairs and, and yells and runs around, and then he falls asleep. Sure. Same thing. Same thing, man. We just, we can't let you, we can't let you over the fence, dude. You've been, you've been calling in for basically the duration of this show, uh, and you're still leaving <laughs> two-minute long messages. It just can't be allowed. And there's no way to teach you but to deny you. <laughs> so, but it is about Kanye. It is about Kanye. So listen, regroup, regather your thoughts, figure out a more concise way to say and or ask whatever it is that you wanted to say or ask, and then just check back in next week. And you said Kanye didn't get his teeth actually pulled. I did tell you that. So, so Mia Culpa... Uh, Kanye did not get his teeth pulled, and shout out Mike from First Seven Inch Club pointed that out in the demo list and Facebook group. He said it's fake news. So uh, I was right. This there was is, no way. This is a mea culpa. However, it was reported on major news sites. So that is just an example of like you know the mainstream media once again spitting their lies. Now it is a dental. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Dental something, but it's basically a a. A permanent denture, right? So it's a it's fixed to it's affixed to the teeth, um, with some sort of like medical grade polydent. adhesive. Yeah, no, not polydent. It's like it's fucking in there. So if he wanted to get those remo removed from his teeth, conceivably he could, but he'd have to get them like ground off. You know, it's like a dude, it's a permanently affixed to his teeth. Did you see the dude that put? Did you see the dentist? Uh huh. That did him? That did him? I, did, I haven't seen a picture of him. Dr. I, I, I saw a couple. Dr. Uh, like Thomas Connolly. I saw some pull quotes from him in some articles, but I didn't see a picture. Remember of him. how we were talking about was like, like this just seems unethical? Yeah, sure. Does he look like a guy who maybe has questionable ethics? <laughs> okay, wait. This is the guy? <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, dude. Fuck yes, dude. <laughs> yes, dude. This is him. Holy fuck. Yeah, that looks like the guy who would do that. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is yeah. not concerned with ethics in any way, shape, or form, man. Not at all. No, man. And this guy's probably racist, too. He's probably like, you know, Kanye, it's really cool if you were to do this. In fact, I'd pull your, your, all your teeth out if you wanted me to. I'd do it myself, but I just don't think I could look this as, is cool the, as you. This is the guy who gave uh, Kanye the Peste Noir shirt, I bet. It, it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, check look at him. this guy. <laughs> look, this guy looks like it a... Looks like, <laughs> it looks like he and his buddies practice plastic surgery on each other. They, they literally Like, they us. practice tattoos, and yeah. they practice plastic surgery. Oh. Holy shit, man. That guy looks like a fucking freak, man. He looks like an absolute freak. He looks like uh, 
He looks like Bobo from the live action adaptation of the Double of Double Dragon yeah. from like 1993. This guy looks like shit. Yeah, man. he's probably getting some legal uh, anabolic steroids too from his pharmacologist friends. Yeah, no doubt, man. No, that guy, this guy, he's down on steroids. That's all all natural, baby. No, yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, that that all makes sense. But he had him glued into his head, dude. Okay, so dude, it it but it really. I really like the fact that the person who did this procedure is a mutant freak. Yeah. Like that's sick, dude. That adds yeah. a layer of depth to yeah. the whole the whole bit of lore there. I really like that a mutant freak did that. That's fucking cool, man. Um, all right, let's listen to. Uh, we got a message from Will. Let's listen to that. Hey, it's Will in Chicago. It's been a minute. I had two things tonight. One for the caller asking about the '90s. As I listened to Nate and Gray's response, I was reminiscing. And I was surprised that I got a little sad and then very angry because I remember going to the woods with my friends, going to parks, going to the beach, going to concerts at night, and there were not tiny glowing screens everywhere cutting through everything. You could be at a campsite at a lake and have a fire, and if other people were at other campsites, there were not fucking glowing screens cutting through everything. I'm part of the problem, but it's a fucking blight of our existence. It's corrupted how we experience things, and we're never coming back from it unless we get a proper great calamity. That's something I miss a lot, and I just seem to get angrier about it. Um, so the other thing, I'm going to be fair and balanced. First, recognition and respect for walking, for both of you, for walking the path of the straight-edge samurai all these years. It's commendable. That said, Fatty called in. Do we know if Fatty is sober still? Fatty, let us know. And for others listening, you don't need to hear this from me, but I'm going to say it. Put the fucking poison down. If you haven't started, keep it up. And if you did, it's not too late. You don't need it. You can come back. We need a clean and sober vanguard for when we wage our great war. I'm kidding. Maybe. Secret third thing. I've been listening to a lot of Day of Suffering in Zyklon B. I'm out. Okay, there you go. There you go, man. Yo, one thing I really appreciate about Will's messages is they always sound like an audio recording that you would find in a dystopian video game. Yeah. You know, like you're on like a side yeah, mission, really mission in like a bunker. Yeah. And you're like, and it's always like, it's like, you know, Will's journal, day 15. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The barbarians are at the gates. I don't think I can keep them, keep them out much yeah. longer. Food food is dwindling. Yeah. Water is running low. Yeah. I really like that. It's, yeah. a, it's a great energy. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah, no notes, man. Agreed on all fronts. And thank you. That's two people now who have given us there our proper go. due. Now, now to be fair, Will also walks that path and has long walked that path. He's an he's an OG XVX hardline warrior. So that's right. You know, he's been he's stuck with it for decades now. So he understands, man. You know, yeah. it's like it's good to get a shout out from one of our fellow brothers. But really, it's like it's the external validation I want because it's I, of course fellow Edgeman. Yeah, they know. Yeah. I want it from the rest of the world to say, hey, look at me, man. Look at me. That's look right. what I'm fucking That's doing. That's right. Didn't try heroin. That's right. Didn't put coke up my fucking nose. That's right. I'm not staring down the bottom of a bottle. That's right. I'm living clean out here. I'm, men I'm menacing others <laughs> totally of, of my own volition in a sober mind. Right. Dude. <sighs> I choose not to interact with drugs and alcohol in the same way that I choose not to interact with the world at large. Can you imagine? Pure abstinence. Can you imagine? Do I need to talk to you for help? Won't be getting help. <laughs> <laughs> do, 
<laughs> do I need to interact with you to uh, get somewhere or, or like, you know, to, 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 to learn something? Won't learn it. Dude, imagine us as like genuine substance abusers, not just casual users. I don't have to imagine, dude. Can you imagine? Dude, I don't have to. Yeah, like, well, like sure. There's enough of it in my family. That, like, I mean, same. Fully, you know? Yeah. But, but like, yeah. But I'm more antisocial than the other members of my family, too. So you throw in like a... Maybe it would be very sociable. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. I'm not going to find out, so I don't know. Um, so here we have a text that simply says, the drummer of spirit possession is a chick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, d I, I figured that out. Um, I got uh, I got a text from, from Shelby about, uh, about spirit possession because obviously they are bandmates, and Shelby uh, pointed out that the drummer is like the primary songwriter's uh, partner. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there you go. It was my, my bad assuming, our bad assuming that was a man. It's... Here's the thing. I didn't assume it was a man. It's just that my default setting is to just say, like, oh, yeah, these dudes. These dudes. Because men are largely overrepresented in underground music and always have been. Have been. You know? Yeah. It is, just, it, it is what it is. It's not, uh, it's not a reflection of any sort of deeply held belief that a woman couldn't possibly be playing those drums. I just, like, assumed it was a guy because women are usually better adjusted <laughs> and, like, than to be uh, deeply yeah. involved in underground music, you yeah. know? Um, we got an image here asking, is this art? And it appears to be Grimace <laughs> at oh, Dachau, Auschwitz, <laughs> and various concentration camps. Um, you know, uh, to quote the Joker from the 1989 Batman, I'm not sure if it's art, but I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, here we got one that says, one, as the world burns, sounds like it was written by Will Ferrell's portrayal of the <laughs> devil. <laughs> oh, man, I know exactly the skit you're talking about. That's the last time SNL was good. Uh, two, what are the odds Kanye goes even further down the racist path and we see him rocking some Argus Lamp merch? Well, that's what we were saying. He's, yeah. he's going to wear an absurd shirt first. That's Maybe right. you're not as deep, deeply entrenched in racist music as us to know about absurd, but absurd is a... Is a, a Oh, explicitly in SBM band, even more so than Pesta Noir, a classic, a, a forebear of the form, you might say. So um, I think the odds are good, especially now that we know this mutant freak is his fucking dentist. I'm sure they're enabling each other in various ways. Graveland. Yeah, sure. Right? Right. Yeah, Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm waiting for his, like, harsh noise pivot, um, like power electronics pivot. Like, I'm waiting for him to get into, like, White House and oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That, that could be coming. Yeah. Um, all right, we got one from our pal, pal Trey from Inner Arma. Uh, Blueprint for Armageddon is the World War I podcast you referenced, and as you said, as you so eloquently put it, it's the best description of the horrors of modern warfare I've ever heard. Hard recommend his series on the war in the Pacific theater during World War II, equally fucked. He does a great job talking about that shit without turning it into some jingoistic jack-off session. Also, spirit possession rips. Dudes just can't stop pissing out good riffs. The whole record is super good. There you go. There you go. There's another one, dudes. Dudes, right. I'm, I mean, I'm sure Trey actually knows this, but you yeah. know what I mean. It's just a stand-in. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's just a linguistic habit. Right. You know? Um, would you two-step to Caught in a Mosh by Anthrax, or is that dude's gay-ass singing too much to handle? Dude, are you kidding are me? You ki you are you fucking kidding? Oh, wow, dude. Yo, you're, you're really trying to... You're really trying... Nah, this is it. You're yeah. really trying to push a button here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey Belladonna? Yeah, come no, on, fuck dude. off. Joey Belladonna is one of the greats, man. One of the greats. Now, I wouldn't two-step to Anthrax, because that's not what you do to Anthrax. You fucking circle pit and you stage dive to Anthrax. That's what it's made for. You maybe stomp around and do a floor punch like, uh, like Scott Ian does on stage, but um, 
Joey Belladonna's the fucking man, yeah. dude. He's the man. He rules. He is a great fucking What, are you going to go list. listen to Sound of White Noise? Is that your favorite Anthrax <laughs> yeah, album? for real. Fuck you. Uh, so either, yeah, you're either trying to trigger us because you know that we both love Anthrax and Joey Belladonna era Anthrax specifically and exclusively, um, or you're just a straight-up dilettante, which is entirely possible, too. But no, Joey, Joey Belladonna fucking rules. Cottonmouth rules, but there are a lot better songs than that. That's just the one that uh, dilettantes know. Um, but dig into that whole record. It's fucking sick. If you like mosh parts, they're there. If you like sick riffs, they're there. If you like fucking dope-ass like gang vocal parts, they're there. If you like funny lyrics about Judge Dredd, they're also Dude, there. I'm the law fucking rules, too. That so main riff is good. so good. It's so good, man. So good. And, dude, yo, in fucking uh, Indians, yelling out war dance right before going into the <laughs> hardest mosh part. Yeah. So fucking yeah, cool, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. God damn, yeah. Anthrax rocks. Um, all right. This is, uh, here we go. Here, This is more abridged. We have a Sutton text, so we can at least, we can get you into the show somehow, buddy. Um, ended up at a communist folk punk show, despite, of course, it all being white kids. No one overdosed on the floor. Can you really call it folk punk then? Forgot to update, a bunch went to the Ethiopian bar next to the bookstore that the show was at. I go separate from the group to hang with a buddy who bartends there, having never witnessed this before. He proceeds to show me that every show the kids pay $50 to, to staff as, quote, reparations, which they inherently have been convinced they owe to drink at the bar. <laughs> as comrades, they believe it's due diligence, while the staff just calls it the retard tax. I thought you would love this. <laughs> Add on to my night. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Yo, if, if you're a land acknowledgement white, just know you you getting called by some person of color some uh, the white the cracker who's paying the retard tax that's the standard my man that's exactly the sort of conversations that happen when you are not around that's exactly right man so yeah that doesn't surprise me but uh but it tickles me that's sick shout out to those ethiopian guys um all right that's all we got for tonight thanks as every uh, thanks to everyone as always who tunes in and uh, we'll catch you next week.